How are you? I Yeah? Oh, yeah. With any kind of abnormality in pregnancies, yeah. the parents automatically, most especially the moms, they question, what did I do? Exactly. Yes, yes. You know, but again, to just know that, okay, it's okay, because this is what God gave me, and He chose us to carry this. Right. He can carry it for us as well. Parenting isn't easy. It's challenging and frustrating, but it's also rewarding and inspiring. We just need a few reminders. Hey parents, you're not alone. Let's do this parenting thing together. I'm Mariel Gutierrez. And I'm Emmerich Haro. We are the Tired But Inspired Moms. And you're listening to the Faith and Family Podcast, a Christian family community that aims to promote Christian values for every phase of your family life. Those first few swells of the heartbeat through a stethoscope. You wait 12 weeks for confirmation after taking that pregnancy test, right? And ta-da, you're pregnant. That confirmation can fill any parent, any mom with excitement, fear, and maybe a few concerns. I heard that sound three times in my life and there are no words to describe the emotions. Three times, you're pregnant. Three times? (laughs) Three times. (laughs) Yeah. Right. You know, you go through the motions and you hope, you know, you're just filled with all of these hopes all at once. Right. You're imagining everything. And so is everyone else around you. They're always hoping where they're saying things like, oh, I hope it's a girl. I hope it's a boy. Um, You know, and then you, of course, have like these dreams and hopes for the baby right away. Um, And at the same time, you're immediately aware of all the things that can come up and can go wrong. Right. Thanks, Google. Thanks, WebMD. Yep, I know what you mean. You totally start planning and dreaming, but ultimately, you just hope and pray that your baby comes out healthy and happy. So what happens when your fears become warranted? What happens when you learn something isn't status quo with a baby? How do you keep moving forward? Can life still be normal? Joining us in our conversation today is Lois Paula Riturban. A working mother of two, she is a content creator at INC Media and is a host of the INC Giving Show. When she was 18 weeks pregnant with her second child, Isla, she learned her baby girl would have to battle congenital heart disease, a disease that would put Isla at risk in any stage of her life. The doctors prepared Lois and her husband for all the worst case scenarios. And while it's been challenging and heartbreaking, they're thankful for the silver linings, answered prayers, and life lessons. And she's on with us right now. Hi, Lois Paula. Hi, Mar. Hello, Emmerich. Thanks for having me. Thanks for finding the time. I mean, um, you work full time from home, right? Yes, that is correct. And in the meantime, you're helping your oldest son, Ryder, with school. Is he in distance learning right now? He is. He's in virtual kindergarten. So we're learning how to kindergarten from home. And you're caring for baby Isla while your husband, Glenn, is back to work at the office, right? Yes, that's correct. Glenn, thankfully, is approved to actually work remote or from home, like a, like oh, many yeah. of us are these days, uh, a few days of the week. So it, it definitely helps my sanity, you know, as our, as our five-year-old learns how to kindergarten, like I mentioned. Isla's just this high-spirited. She's almost a toddler, so she's kind of getting into that zone. My sister actually calls her a, a sour patch because, oh. uh, you know, she can be really super sweet on the yeah. inside, but definitely you know, a little sour sometimes, a little sassy. <laughs> Some people call it spicy, you know, whatever you want to call it. She's she's a fighter. Yeah. Why, why do you think Isla is such a feisty little girl? Well, you know, just as, as mentioned earlier, 
When I was 18 weeks pregnant, my husband and I were told that our baby girl has congenital heart disease. Even as a fetus, uh, you know, she fought just to grow. Um, we were told to prepare for a long road ahead, every heart defect. So just for, you know, as a simple background for congenital heart disease or heart defects, every yeah. heart's different, every defect's different, every person or child or baby's different. So she could need one surgery is what we were told. Mm -hmm. We also were told she could need three or that she could, you know, oh. even need a heart transplant later on. Okay. So we were told that surgery and medication could help, but there really is no cure that fixes would be there, mm -hmm. but they would only, you know, just help uh, prolong the function of, of her heart. So there were definitely uncertainties, you know, to say the least, but they knew for sure that she would need operations when we were just told, okay, well, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> so of course, all this waiting and anticipation, you know, when you're pregnant, it's just a bunch of waiting. Yeah. Because you go through this nesting period as, as being pregnant, you go through, okay, I'm going to pick a name, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, prepare yeah. our house. And then you could just kind of wait. The first thing that we did after learning, after sitting down with the doctor, right after leaving the hospital, we went straight to the chapel and we mm -hmm. prayed. Yeah. Um, that was the only thing that we knew. We didn't know anything else, but we knew yeah. that we needed to go to the chapel uh, to right. talk to God and to seek guidance from the ministers. Um, and so that that in itself was like, okay, day one, let's get through this. Yeah. Um, and then from there, you know, of course, we were told all this guidance from the physicians. We were introduced to all these communities of heart moms and heart parents and congenital heart disease, this and that. There's a rabbit hole of research that, you know, anyone can go through. Yeah. Um, but there were also inspiring stories of, yeah. of conquering and overcoming it. Yeah. And above all, you know, there was guidance from, you know, our spiritual leaders telling us to trust. And yeah. that in itself, you know, that was, of course, the biggest thing that we could, could lean on. What were your prayers like uh, leading up to the birth? Oh, man. <laughs> Our prayers were simple. You know, whatever the outcome was, we just prayed that we'd have peace in our hearts mm. to understand whatever it is that we needed to do for the situation. And, you know, peace in our hearts, clarity of our mind, and just the strength to move forward mm -hmm. and, and really to just love God even harder, no matter what our everyday life would become because we had no clue but we knew at the end of the day we needed to love God above all right. regardless of what we were given or taken or, or what was taken from us mm -hmm. you know that's like a really brave prayer to say um to be okay with the outcome to have peace with whatever God decides you know it's a beautiful prayer it sounds simple but I I bet it took a lot of courage to um get there so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you now about the day she was born. Okay, yeah. um, I'm so curious because you know as we're following this story. So you're told at 18 months that um, I'm 18 months. Sorry, 18 weeks. <laughs> what is she, an elephant? <laughs> oh Lord, can you imagine being pregnant for 18 months? No, 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 no. So at 18 weeks, you're told that there's going to be an issue. And that it's going to be a lifelong battle and that, you know, yeah. there might not be, a, you know, um, a cure or there is no, they're telling you that and all that stuff. So I'm just curious, like, uh, what happened the day she was born? Um, you know, it, different from normal pregnancies, instead of just, you know, one or two physicians being in there, there was a team of about 20 in there. Oh, wow. wow. 
it was awkward, but you know, they were ready. <laughs> the, the hospital staff are ready with the NICU yeah. team, specialty teams, the cardiac team. They were all there wow. supporting this birth and this moment, which was very humbling. Um, and so she was born, uh, thank God, on June 11th. Um, and within minutes, you know, of her being born, of course, they had to just really quickly take her to the side table, do some self-checks. Um, but they wrapped her up. And, you know, after that moment, what is it that you remember, guys? After they kind of, you know, clean her, clean the baby up, they give them back to you, right? Yeah. It's yeah. the moment skin. that, yeah, like every mom dreams of, every parent dreams of. They had her bundled up and they leaned over to say, I just wanted to show you your daughter, um, mm. but we have to take her away now. Mm. Um, she was blue. So oh her oh, face, all we saw, of course, was her face, but um, her face was blue because she wasn't receiving enough oxygen. And that's what happens when um, the heart isn't functioning properly. It cannot pump. It is not strong enough to pump right. blood throughout your entire body to go to the lungs and kind of be received by the entire body. So she was turning blue. So I was like, okay, thank you so much. Hi, baby. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> you know, like, take her, take her, take her. Go ahead. Do what you need to do. Save her. Save her life. <laughs> She's yeah, of course, you know, and then of course we just said our silent prayers really quick. Um, yeah. And then that was that. And then we kind of just waited. She was in the NICU staff and days after that, um, her, her breathing function, her oxygen saturation started slowly going down. And then on her 15th day of life, she received her first open heart surgery. Wow. And and if you think about how large a heart is, if you guys take out your thumb Mm -hmm. and you look at like your fingernail, like a baby's heart is smaller than that. Wow. (laughs) The size of a a walnut, supposedly. Oh my God. They they operate (laughs) on that tiny little thing. So we were like, okay. Um, Then the time came, they said, okay. Would you like to walk with us? Mm-hmm. Okay, where are we going? <laughs> We're able to stay right here. You know, yeah. um, and so they wheeled her down the hall and we followed right behind um, the physicians. They, we, we wheeled around a few corners, um, you know, and of course our bodies are trembling. You know, we're holding each other's hands tightly and we're praying. And then we stood there as they wheeled her off and the door swung closed. And I can't, that moment of surrender. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, I just, I collapsed in the hallway, just not knowing what the next, you know, hour or so would look like. We were told the surgery would be seven hours. Wow. Um, that's just one case, you know, in other cases, it could be longer, shorter. Were they, uh, were the doctors positive? Like, were they always like, everything's going to be okay, you know, like, or. You know, they were positive that she would have some kind of surgery. Mm-hmm. What they were not positive on was what type of surgery and what the outcome would be. So we were told to prepare for two scenarios. Mm-hmm. One scenario being she would have what's called an arterial switch and it would be this one procedure that she would be fixed and unless something happens down the line patches are loosened leaky valves whatever the case may be then she should be good to go Uh the second scenario was 
if things didn't, you know, the surgeon told us if things didn't work out well in the operating room, they would have to go to a plan B wherein they would find a temporary fix and would be for sure scheduling the next heart open heart surgery mm. um, and possibly, you know, one or two more after that. So we'll be looking at, you know, a line of surgeries every year after her birth. Wow. We were waiting in the surgery or in the opera waiting room. You know, we see other parents there among us. They're holding their breath every time a surgeon walks in. Mm. <laughs> um, we're praying. And finally, you know, the assistant surgeon pops in. We're like, this is it. Then he leaves. Oh, we're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> were you just checking that we were there? I, I yeah. what, I mean, yeah. something's wrong. Of course, yeah. your mind goes crazy. Yeah. You're like, complication. Something's happening. Um, eventually, he came out. He did explain that it took longer because of X, Y, and Z complication, but she was okay and surgery was successful. In, in her recovery room, our first steps to see her, there's tubes everywhere. There's, you know, monitors beeping. It's just a bunch of medical um, devices everywhere that is just, it's so much to take in. Yeah. And you just look at her and you physically see her heart beating out of her chest. It's, it's an insanely beautiful, humbling moment that we were able to see that, um, to just know that that's, this is, this is the creation of God. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and it, it is him who is allowing this to happen. And she's, her heart is beating because of him and, and she looks like this, but it's okay because it's beating. You know, um, uh, I was reading your blog uh and uh it was very touching and informative um you mentioned how in the beginning um you did keep silent hoping that you could hold on to a sense of normal right um having difficulty facing the situation um and i kind of uh know you know it kind of touched a chord with me because um i have a son who's different you know and um it wasn't something i could have ever planned for and in the beginning of my experience with my son um I just wanted it to be normal, you know, and, and, uh, I didn't know how to face it. I just wanted it to go away. I wanted my vision of what everything should be like to happen. And so, um, when I was reading that, I, I identified with your feeling with that emotion. Um, but then you talk about how your perspective changed, um, in a way to help you embrace this experience. And actually you called it a beautiful experience. You know, there are a lot of people in the world who, um, when they're faced with this kind of different experience, they get angry. Um, and there's that entitlement, you know, like if life isn't the way I'm, the way I expected it, then, then I'm angry with God, you know, but you took a totally different perspective. What changed that perspective in you? Like, where did you go from trying to keep it quiet, trying to, trying to hold on to that old normal, you know, to now? embracing this? Oh, that's such a great question. I think it took many, many prayers. <laughs> and even now, you know, it's, it's a, even now it's that constant struggle to be uh, present and mm -hmm. to know that there is a purpose in everything. 
that we can't just take it face value and be kind of left in the slums with what we have, you know, but there's this greater responsibility as children of God to do something and to say something and to make known how amazing his miracles are in our life, whether it's big or small, whether it's the birth of a child, whether it's the birth of your sixth child, whatever it may be, it's a blessing because, you know, the way that I saw it, it was like, wow, he chose me. You know, he chose us. Right. Like, who are we to have to undergo this? And although it's difficult, he sees something in us to be able to take it and to grow stronger from it and then not be selfish and not keep quiet, but to use it. And so until this day, I'm finding, you know, the courage to, to be positive about it and to look back and know that she is special, that every child and every person with, whether it's a medical condition or a disability or anything of the sort that goes against or is different from the normal of what we all know that it is special and there is a story to be told and and a responsibility to share again of, of how god has worked through that throughout the first month of her life we're so grateful because we were guided to always update the church administration and to write to our executive minister brother eduardo Vimanalo and that in itself was just um, a very, very humbling opportunity to just let him know um, how our daughter was and how the ministers that are guiding us are helping us get through it. They would visit regularly to anoint her with oil and to pray for her every step. For all those who are listening, anointing of oil is important for us, members of the Church of Christ, because it's a command from the Bible that when we're sick, we call on the elders who are officers of the Church of Christ to pray for us and anoint us with oil. Thank you. Oh, okay. Say thank you. Thank you. Say I love you. Love. Love you. Bye. Bye. Say bye. So with your, you know, uh, what is life like today with your one-year-old daughter? 16 months later, right? Yes, 16 months later. What's going on? Uh, Isla is so Mm -hmm. high-spirited. She's a normal, she's as normal as a one-year-old can act, you know, but to us, she will always be special. We don't want to think of it like it's something that is a disability to her, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, I want to remember it and cherish it like she is this warrior. That's why in, you know, the community of CHD, the moms call their kids heart warriors, Yeah, you know, because they, they, they fought at the onset of being, you know, um, created and born and they're still fighting every day. It's this constant thing that, you know, the, the families of these, um, those with these conditions undergo, um, yeah. But it's it's a blessing. She's amazing. She's feisty. She's a beautiful one-year-old just living life and being a daily reminder of how blessed we are. Yeah. Wow. You have a miracle that probably mm-hmm. eats Cheerios and calls. <laughs> oh, and she eats my arms. I'm just oh. <laughs> you have she a toddler essentially now, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, so she's walking, talking, all that great stuff already. 
Ah, she's dancing, yelling, screaming. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. I'm saying, like- she's spicy. She's a sour patch. <laughs> wow, it sounds like she's really good at being one. <laughs> Nothing's like <laughs> she's, she's, she's almost at two. You know, she's almost there. Yeah. Just wow. But no, we're grateful, and all all the moms can attest that it's just a beautiful journey. And you know, sometimes it's uh, not what we expect, but it's special nonetheless. Right. Mm-hmm. That's like the literal, um, I guess, manifestation of taking things day by day, right? And yeah, Yeah, totally. And just being optimistic, and um, and surrendering to God, you know, um, and the situation that you've been blessed with, and to see it as a blessing, right? Right. That is beautiful. Yeah, instead of something that, like, even though it is a hardship, you know, there's no denying that. it's just to see it as, as, as God's blessing and some sort of purpose to be fulfilled. So it's amazing. I love it. Me too. And I love her name too. Isla. That's like, kind of like halfway through. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. The way that I like him about is she's my mini me. So my name Lois Paula, the last two letters of Mm -hmm. Lois I S Paula. L A yeah. is uh-huh. uh is Isla or oh, Isla. Okay. Isla. She's not many me. Isla. Oh. Yeah. And that's why she's so feisty. See? Oh, <laughs> <I know. laughs> she's so, <emotional>. <laughs> <laughs> so I love this whole yeah, I know. I love it. Um, this is such a beautiful story. I wanted to thank you again for sharing it with us. Um, but what I do want to ask now, um, of course, we know. Um, there are parents and moms that are probably going through something scary now, you know, um, yeah. during their pregnancy, maybe a little after their pregnancy, maybe they just learned, um, you know, that their baby is going to have to live with a few challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you tell them? Like, what would what would your advice to them be? One of the biggest lessons that I've learned, you know, and for any parent who has to undergo you know, anything like this, you know, God forbid, is that God's their best friend. Yeah, people might leave our children may age, you know, we have our spouses to tag team, but at the end of the day, the one who will always understand us and that we can speak to endlessly and cry to endlessly without any, you know, regard or um, reservation is God. Yes. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it's God and he'll be there. So he's our best friend. Totally. You know what? I feel like that's um, liberating too when you, um, welcome that acceptance yeah. into your life that it's not on you you know because yeah. god can obviously carry so much more <laughs> for you yeah, that yeah so so it's like kind of like well it's not all on me to fix to solve for to anything mm-hmm. you know um, lighter. yes totally it's liberating and a big you know. thing actually you know with with any kind of abnormality in pregnancies yeah the parents automatically most especially the moms they question what did I do exactly yes yes because it's something coming from our bodies it's just a human instinct to question what did I do wrong where did I did I eat the wrong foods did I Mm -hmm. did I run too fast did I you know did I not sleep right anything we will question ourselves because we're caring it's it's just our nature yeah you know but again to just know that okay it's okay because this is what God gave me and he chose us to carry this and right he mentioned he can carry it for us as well. Mm-hmm. 
so oh much God. easier when he does. <laughs> that, that is the greatest advice. And um, I agree. And if we, you know, if we can adjust our mind and our perspective to that, it does, it becomes liberating and it becomes purposeful. Yeah. And you just, you know, you just keep going bravely. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, thank you for sharing that advice with us. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited for uh, to watch Isla grow. You know, I am for her to like grow into her purpose as well and learn about her journey. Um, you know, the more she understands it in the future, I'm super excited about that part. But of course, you know, both Isla and Ryder are very blessed to have you and Glenn. Um, and I want to thank you again, Lois, for sharing your story with us. I know it couldn't have been easy to have to like go back and, you know, yeah. relive some of that stuff. So we appreciate you. Um, so thank you. Thank you so much. Thank for you. That. Thank you for the platform and for the open hearts to just have this community of tired, but inspired moms to keep going mm-hmm. and, and to move us forward. So thank you guys. You are proof that we mamas can do it. We may have to cry it out sometimes, maybe even second guess ourselves, like what you were saying, but with prayer, we'll all get through it. Yes. So thanks for listening to this episode of Faith and Family. If you're enjoying listening to us talk, laugh, cry, build each other up, you can download more on Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts under Faith and Family. Please leave us a review. Just say hi. And everyone, please take care and stay safe.